Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy, and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to follow me on Instagram, at The Bad Broadcast, to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Welcome back, everyone. Happy 2023. We are recording this before heading off on another trip to Disney. How do you feel about that, by the way? About what? About going back to Disney. Oh, I thought you meant about the recording part. Mm. It's cool. I mean, the kids love it. Lemmy loves it. I'm really excited to see Lemmy's face every time. Every time. She loves, she loves the, the people, I mean, the, the characters like that are big costume things yeah. like Mickey, Minnie. Yeah, that's only going to last for so long. We decided this year that instead of doing big Christmas presents, my birthday present, Lemmy's birthday present, and the fact that Lemmy turns two and is no longer going to fly. for This is how this all started. We're like, Lemmy's not going to be free to fly anymore. After she turns two, we should go on a trip. And you were like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then what originally was like, let's just go for two days and come back, realized was very expensive in flights and we had to stay longer. Oh, darn it. In order to come home. But I. It's like when when something goes on sale and you you weren't going to buy it to begin with. (laughs) You're like, oh, I'm going to save so much money. But really, you weren't going to buy it to begin with. I know. And the free flight for Lemmy on something that we weren't going to buy to begin with, I feel like we got roped. (laughs) Yeah. Overall, though, we're getting a good deal. We worked with the travel agent this time. Our hotel's like $333 a night, which I'm pretty stoked about. We're staying at Swan, which is on Disney. Anyways, I'm not going to make this a Disney episode, but we are going back. And by the time this podcast comes out, I think we will currently be there. So that's kind of cool. Yes. (laughs) 
Well, I feel like everyone thinks that I must just drag you along to all this Disney stuff, but you genuinely, like, I was the one who kind of said it as a joke and you were like, no, we should actually do that. Like, that's what Lemmy loves the most for her birthday instead of getting her gifts. Like, why don't we just put the money towards that? And that's sort of what we did. Yeah. And she's at the age where she doesn't really know that what a birthday is or gifts, but yeah. she knows what Mickey and Minnie are. Yeah. She thinks one person said to us that Lemmy's going to grow up thinking that they're her aunt and uncle because she sees them so much, but I'm okay with that. All right. Do you want to dive into talking over, not talking over? Do you want to, do you want to recap the last year? Do you want to go into some like questions that people have, or do you want to go into trivia? We have three prongs to this. Let's start with trivia. All right. Let's start with trivia. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep score. Okay. All right. We've each chosen three questions for each other. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you knew all the answers when you saw the questions. That's how I chose mine. I was like, oh, I know the answers to these. No, I chose them because they were hard. Oh. Well, or I thought they were interesting, at least. So this comes from the game. Ariana got this for us. Trivia Pursuit, Stuff You Should Know. It's a party game of weird, fantasizing, and unbelievable trivia. One thing to know about Shane is Shane knows everything about everything. It's really freaking annoying. Or you just know a lot of, like, random facts. You don't know everything about everything, but you know a lot of random stuff. Yeah, I filled my brain up with a lot of useless things. (laughs) Well, let's find out if they come in use right now. How sea monsters work. The ocean has always enthralled people, and there are tons of cool stories of sea monsters and sea creatures in many cultures and religions, often told as an allergy or warning. Allergy? Allegory? Allegory. There you go. Which of the following is not a creature of the deep? A, a kraken. B, leviathan. C, medusa. Or D, tiamat. Is Medusa. Medusa is a gorgon, and she she was beheaded by Perseus to defeat the Kraken. Whoa. I okay, yeah. Medusa was a winged gorgon. What's a gorgon? It's a snake-haired lady. Mm. But the rest of these scary creatures were believed to exist in the seas. Reminders that nature still has secrets for us. That's why I believe in the Megalodon, still being in the deep. Go ahead. Now you can ask your trivia. Okay. Why do leaves change color in the fall? Which of the following substance breaks down in leaves during the fall, cause, causing them to change color? Carbon dioxide, carotene, glucose, or chlorophyll? Carbon dioxide. No, that's incorrect. It's chlorophyll. Oh, I knew that was the other one. Because I remember one time you brought it up in a car ride, and I was like, then how do we all not die from chlorophyll? Nope. That's, your, that's carbon dioxide. Oh. Chlorophyll is what gives, why well, I should probably just read the answer from the card. <laughs> chlorophyll. Leaves spend all of spring and summer using their chlorophyll to make and store food, but that process ends in fall. At that point, the chlorophyll and its green pigment break down and disappear, allowing the other colors to shine through. Hmm. We're all learning together today. We only have three questions each, and I chose this next one without actually reading the question itself, but I really liked the title. Tattoos. Not just for dirt bags anymore. Many states, <laughs> I love how they don't say not for dirt bags, but not just for dirt bags anymore. <laughs> Shane has like double sleeves, entire chest tattoo, stomach tattoo. Apparently getting his back done next. We'll talk about that later. Many states made tattooing illegal at one time or another, but as of today, you can get inked in any U.S. state. Oklahoma, however, was the last state to allow legal tattooing. In which year was the law changed? A, 1986, 1996, C, 2006, or D, 2016? 
I have no idea. 86, gonna... 96, 2006, or 2016. It sounds like something that would have happened in the 90s. I might guess 1996. The answer is 2006. From 1963 to 2006, tattooing was illegal in the Sooner State, but finally legislators decided that people getting tattoos was inevitable, so they might as well make sure it's safe. You could say that they saw the writing on the, raw, the wall, but they really just saw the writing on everyone's bodies. Har, har, har. All right, go. It's going to make me look so dumb. I just know it. No, I, I'm really not good at trivia. I don't even know why I brought but this I've, on the I've, show. I've, I've talked to you about okay. this one before. Oh. Tardigrades. Oh, yes. Nature's cuddly, indestructible, indestructible micro animal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tardigrades are strange, near microscopic animals. Near microscopic animals that can survive extreme cold, extreme heat, and the vacuum of space. They usually live in water, but which forest creature they commonly nicknamed <gasps> for? A, squirrels, B, foxes, C, deer, or D, bears. Bears. Yeah. I knew it before the even answers came out. They do look like little bears. So they're, they're called water bears. Oh, that's so cute. Okay. This one is about roller derby. Have you ever gone to see roller derby before? Yeah. Actually, a friend of mine, his, his, his girlfriend is in roller derby. Well, this does, that doesn't bode well for me for winning trivia, but here we go anyways. How rolling derby works. Rolling derby as we know it today grew rolling out of... Rolling derby? Oh, roller derby. Okay. Sorry. Roller derby as we know it today grew out of roller skating endurance races in the 1930s when they changed the rules to make it more full contact and more exciting for spectators. Which of these is not a position on a roller derby team? A, blocker. B, jammer. C, dodger, or D, pivot? I'm going to have to say dodger. That doesn't sound like a position. You're correct. Dodger, the jammer scores, the blocker blocks, and the pivot is like a pace car in a NASCAR race. So you got two out of three. Okay. Let's, let's see if you get this last one. All right. What is an invasive species? Ooh. Due to the presence of rampant invasive species, Lake Michigan's water has become much clearer since the 1980s. Which of these species is the cause? A, zebra mussel, B, lake trout, C, chinook salmon, or D, crawfish? We talked about this very I recently. freaking know. The cottage, we talked about it. I know, I think it's the trout. I think it's the trout. You think lake trout is an invasive species? Not when you ask me like that. It's zebra mussel. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I really thought it was a fish because remember we were talking about. Like all mussels, zebra mussels are filter feeders and they've been busy. The once brown lake is now crystal clear, but the tiny mollusks also do a lot of damage by disrupting the food chain, clogging up infrastructure, and killing birds with their poop. <sighs> They also stick to like boats and stuff. Mm. And mess them up. Okay, let's go into a quick. What was your What was your high of this last year? Mm, probably about forty thousand feet. <laughs> what was your like? Do you have any like high points from this last year that was like really cool? I mean, personal highs. I guess. I mean, just watching Lemmy grow up is amazing. Mm. Every day is amazing. So I don't know. Yeah, I can't, I can't pinpoint it. Yeah, I think what I really like this year is we've never traveled as a family and we conquered that. Well, we've traveled like by car before. We've never done planes. And that was a really, really, really cool thing because I think I was very 
um, stressed about it. I thought maybe we weren't going to do so well with it. The kids are at this like preteen teenage and then a toddler. It sounds like a recipe for disaster. And we ended up having like really good travel experiences. So I think that that was my high. And then what I found fascinating is my best Instagram post this last year was you getting a vasectomy and me giving you a cake. Oh, I forgot about that? that. Do you remember that controversy we stirred up? No. What was the controversy? Because I made you a cake and I did a video of it on TikTok and the men were like, you should be the one that gets sterile, not the man. Because you made me a cake? Because it's sexist? Is it sexist to make you a cake? I don't know. I'm trying to understand what the problem is. No, it was a huge thing. We ended up being in like, apparently it was in like news radio in California. It was like a whole to do. What's so funny about it though, is I reposted it today because I thought it was hilarious that my top post of the entire year, which is like, I work so hard and have so much lived experience and so many different things. Part of me is so proud that it was like funny cake humor that did it. Hmm. That that was the time. It was, it was really me that did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and let's be honest. How here. is the vasectomy going? I mean, it's done at this point. No, but you ha- you went and did your test. Do you have the results? No. Oh, wouldn't it be fun to reveal that on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Would it? We have friends though that just ha- are pregnant with like their fifth baby. Well, I'm not gonna say who it is, but they are having a baby after a failed vasectomy. So I'm glad that we weren't doing what some people we know do, which is not ever go get the test and find out if it's working or not. We've been really safe. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go into some viewer viewer questions, listener questions. And on the topic of sex, this this one came from somebody who's like, this is a really personal one, but what's your advice? They're asking us advice. Oh, that's terrible idea on sex when it comes to only one wanting it i mean that's it, that's incredibly up to the people involved if only per- one person wants it does the other person want to participate anyways like it really depends on yeah. whether or not like like do they feel like oh this would be a nice thing to do or do they feel like hey i, I don't want it right now you know i just yeah. want to go to sleep i'm really big on like Consent has to be really like loud. And I think for us, we've been really big about that. And one thing that you said to me, especially this ties into another question that somebody had, they've just had a baby and they're like, oh, I just feel like I never want to have sex again. And we had like a fairly dry year, came back like full swing, no problem. But during that year, I remember sort of stressing about that reality of like, I just don't want sex right now. And you were like, that's not your responsibility for me. Like, uh, like, ultimately as individuals we can still take care of ourselves and still find intimacy in other ways especially during seasons of being touched out or not wanting to have sex and then that i don't know we've always been big on like unless both parties have been like enthusiastically into it we're not really we just don't just wait till the right time yeah i don't know like yeah i think sex comes in waves i honestly do i think there's like times where it happens a lot and then times that it's like really really doesn't and i think that that's okay but yeah it's incredibly up to like how everybody feels yeah i agree okay this is a really good question and so i'm going to ask it what disney character describes shane and vice versa so you have to think of a disney character that what's describes the opposite me. Of, what's the opposite of shane no 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 what describe 
I hate you. Don't think, don't do things so literal. Okay. What, who, who, what, what Disney character do you think that I am? You are. Yeah. So you're Shane in the situation? No, 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 no. You have to decide what Disney character I'm most like. You are most like, hmm, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I don't, I feel like I haven't seen enough, enough Disney stuff to really know. You are, hmm. I'm leaning towards what's the snowman in Olaf? Yeah, Olaf. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Because you like warm hugs. That's true. I am going. We just watched Frozen, and I feel like that's heavily influencing. If I were going to answer for myself, I would say Rapunzel, only because she has such a people pleasing tendency to her, but she ends up like really being brave and going through things like even though she's like, terrified I'm, I'm Rapunzel? no no i'm oh. saying if, if i were to answer for myself so oh, okay. that's how we'll do it i'll say one for you and then you can answer for yourself okay i think based on a conversation we had today actually i will say that i feel like you're the most like Kristoff, another frozen character but because of the way he he's kind of a dick at first, but the way he approaches partnership is very different. Was I a dick at first? No, you weren't. Oh. I'm saying in like Frozen, let's say Frozen 2 Kristoff, where he very much isn't there to rescue. He's there to come alongside mm. and be a support. And I think that that's something I really appreciate about you is you're and, not a rescuer. And I'm always fixing the ice maker. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So really, I kind of, yeah, yeah, I kind of a agree Chris, with you're that. You're Christoph. Do you have one? Oh, you agree. You you think that that's it or do you have another one? Hmm. I feel like I don't have a pet monkey. No other reaction. Aladdin's just your favorite movie. Yeah, it really is. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. To, like, you know, like, I don't know. All right. Robin Williams. I don't know. Okay. When we were dating, mm-hmm. were you aware this is like a combination of people's different questions. Were you aware that I had struggles with food and disordered eating? Were you aware of that? Was that something that you were cognizant of? Or is it something that I sort of revealed to you? I feel like I don't 100% remember. Yeah, you do have a bad memory. But I feel like you told me super early on. Mm. Like it wasn't... Yeah, like I don't think it it's something I stumbled upon or I feel like I'd remember if I was like, "Oh, wow, this is this is a thing I've discovered." I remember, but it was a little different. I think it was more of when we first met, I was still like deeply in it. I was at my thinnest when I met you. And I remember you making like certain comments about like life is to be enjoyed, we should be enjoying food cuz when we actually started dating like a little bit later was when I was much more into, huh, I don't think that this is working out for me. I obviously have like a lot of body image issues. And I remember to this day, you have never, ever made a comment about my body, but you were very, I think we've had a, we just had a lot of car conversations and we walked a lot at the beginning. And I remember you saying, you know, like life is to be enjoyed. You were the first one that ever introduced the even concept of a body ebbing and flowing through life. And you're like, my body ebbs and flows every year because I drink beer in the summer. And I was like, wow, this is such a laid back approach to humanity and food and eating. And you were such a foodie. And I think if I were to speculate, you were slightly frustrated that I was not so down to enjoy food. 
I don't think I was frustrated as much as I was like a little bit worried. Mm. Yeah. I I was just worried about your health. Yeah. But ultimately, like, I think what a lot of people don't realize is when we met, I was truly going through it. So we didn't have a situation where I healed and then we started dating. We started dating when I was going through all of that. So you've sort of been through the entire gamut of that whole thing and like me actually gaining weight and then coming into getting pregnant and dealing with like postpartum body issues as well, which you were very, once again, very, you never made comments. You were very, when I would get frustrated myself, you were very facts-based, like your body carried a baby. This makes sense that your belly overhangs after it's stretched that much. You were just very like, all of this makes sense. Like, and you were, I don't know why that was so helpful, but it, it genuinely was and still is today. I still get a little weird about my body in front of you sometimes, but that's okay. Like when you, like when you, you think you're invisible. <laughs> don't bring that up. Okay. <laughs> okay. How do we divide the parenting tasks? Because they feel like the caretaker falls mainly on them, the mom. This is a huge conversation in social media about the default parent. And I've been there. I've been I've been in situations with the default parent as a stay-at-home mom before. And I don't there are times that things fall on me a little bit more based on like my job or my availability around the kids. Mm-hmm. But That's I true. don't like like you I would say you take the kids to the doctor a lot more than I do. Yeah. But that's because I don't have flexibility around my working hours. Yeah, that's fair. And I do. But I mean, I I would say like around bedtime with Lemmy, we split that. Yeah, I do the mornings, you do night. Yeah. You we split the dishes pretty much down the middle. Yeah. We split house stuff pretty much down the middle. Cooking responsibility of driving the kids we pretty much i i pick up a lot more of it because i i like it but that's pretty much down the middle Mm -hmm. yeah cooking i remember one time i was like i have a goal of cooking three meals a week at home and someone was like only three and i'm like yeah because my husband does the other three and then we have one night of ordering in but they were so floored because they immediately assumed that the other four meals would have been ordered in that there was no way but you i mean you lived independently for a long time before meeting me and I, I, and I like to cook. You like to cook. Yeah. And I, I genuinely think that I set a lot of, uh, there's been frustrating, obviously, moments because I was a stay-at-home mom for so long. And now I have this job that sometimes it felt frustrating when they had to do both. But I think ultimately, like the pandemic, if anything, really threw us in that because all of a sudden we were both at home and we we're both having to tend to the children and the house and the cooking and the cleaning. And that was the first time I think that we both really felt it but really have come out the other side now. And we have a lot of, we're going through a little bit of a phase right now. Would you, do you agree? We're going through a little cooking show phase. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I mean, like we're going to, we're going to start cooking some good stuff again. Mm. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm so stoked. We have this, we're not, we're not resolution type people. This has been something we've been working on for months actually is spending our Sundays cooking together, creating bases and sides. So that essentially it's like meal prep, but not individual meals that we're going to get tired of, but bases and sides and garnishes and changing the proteins in each one, which every time we've... It's basically like when you go to a place that makes bowls. Yeah. And, but you can kind of get whatever you want in there. Mm. We're just kind of doing that. Yeah. I love that. 
Okay, this is a really good question. And I think that it it brings up an important topic because, you know, Lemmy is a toddler and she is obviously a lot more getting a lot more attention and focus. How do you balance being a bio dad to one kid and a step kid to the other three and making sure that everyone sort of feels loved? I'm elaborating on this question, but how do you keep it balanced between them all? I mean, Lemmy goes to bed at 630. Mm, which yeah. which leaves a lot of time in the day. You know, I only get so much time with Lemmy in the day. She's she she naps a lot and then she sleeps a lot. So I've got a lot of time to spend with the other kids. Mm-hmm. You have to make plans to do things. Mm. Yeah, you got to make time time for things. I think, you know, it's easy to just not do anything at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to to say like, hey. I'm going to spend some time today with Bowden and play, mm-hmm. you know, NBA 2K23. Yeah. Or I'm going to watch Chainsaw Man with Maya or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like, or take Gemma to the movies. Yeah. Like, it's just making plans. That's all. Yeah. And it's, and it's plans in my free, like my spare time. So, yeah. it's, you know, I'm using. And it's stuff you love anyways. It ends yeah. up working out really in your favor. And it works out for me because often it means that I get like a quiet evening in the house. But you are, I will say like it it has a lot to do with their age now too. They have really busy lives on their own and they're also with their dad half the week. So when it comes to giving them that attention, like it does take that intentionality. And we also are very, well, I'm very good at like, I was worried about when they're gone, are they going to envy Lemmy? Are they going to be jealous of her time? Are they going to be jealous of your relationship with her? And the reality is our whole house sort of like is obsessed with her. So it's sort of given us all this like common, I don't know, it's not that she's the glue or that she holds any responsibility there or anything like that, but we all kind of share this adoration for her, which when we talk about going to places like Disney, the kids are all so excited for the rides and everything, but ultimately they're like, oh, I can't wait to see. They, I, they sort of are reliving their own childhoods through the lens of Lemmy. And, and I've never once seen them express not, jealousy yeah, over they're not, her whatsoever. They're not, they're not jealous by her. They, 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 if anything, they fight over her, over spending yeah. time with her. Yeah. I will say though, it's, it's a really fascinating shift when you spend one-on-one time with the kids, because when they're all together, sometimes they spar and you can tell like there's sort of a need there. And I'm not going to, I haven't asked consent from them to share this particular story, but like you took out one of the kids recently that was sort of just showing some edginess towards us and like just kind of talking back a little bit more. And that one evening of like one-on-one time, suddenly they were like way more engaged again, way more like getting along with everyone, sweeter, just like, and you can just tell like they just couldn't express maybe what they needed, which was like a little bit of one-on-one time. We're a big family. And then all of a sudden it was like this, it was like, it was so bizarre to me because I'm like, it was like a reset button happened and we started fresh all over. And it was a really, really positive experience. So I think that I'm such a fan on the one-on-one and it's why I love driving the kids around. It's why I like to take them out and do individual things. And I don't know. I think that it's great. Do you sometimes strongly dislike each other? This is a couple who is struggling as new parents. I mean, I would, I wouldn't say I ever strongly dislike you. I would say there's some things you do that I strongly dislike. Oh, fair enough. Right. I was almost going to do like we should do our icks on this podcast, but I was like, I think I don't want to. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know like, what they are already. Yeah, you do because we talk about we it. We talk about it. Yeah, they're not that bad. They're very. It's very. It's very circumstantial. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, rinse the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. Yeah, that's Shane with like yeah the things like that, and I'm just like the dishwasher is there to wash my dishes. I'm not here to do that for it. But I mean, I like, it's like a war a, against the machines for me. That goes into the. I know. And we've <laughs> broken the dishwasher before and you're very much like, let's not break the dishwasher again mm-hmm. because you don't rinse dishes. So I get it. I mean, you make very fair points. I think we both know the icks about each other and they're just very like house-based. They're not like, it's yeah. just living together stuff. But I wouldn't say, I would say that there were times during postpartum that I resented that you were not the one with the body that had to do the things. I was very mm. frustrated going through healing. I was very frustrated being the breastfeeder person and the person who like she just genuinely wanted to be on. That that was hard because I looked at you and it just felt like you had all of this freedom. I just watched this whole video that Michelle Obama did and she talked about how like there was 10 years where her and Brock like just didn't love each other. But she's like, that was the first time we measured each other's action. She's like, all of a sudden you have kids and you're like, wait, you're going for golf. You're leaving me with them. You're doing this. She's like, when you start measuring each other Mm. based on what you're doing, that's where it gets really, really challenging. And I was like, oh my, you have to watch the whole thing. But I mean, I was blown away at that because I'm like, it's true. Every time that I've even felt an inkling of resentment towards you has been times of measurement where I was measuring how much I was having to do and how much you were having to do. And a lot of it was very circumstantial. Let's be real. At the very early in our marriage, even though they weren't your kids, I was jet setting every six weeks. I was gone for weekends. My mom obviously helped as well, but like you were taking the brunt of a lot of household responsibility, a lot of stuff going on because I was traveling more. And all of a sudden that flipped. You started traveling more I was, you know, home with a baby, all of these things that I just, it was very easy to feel resentful. And on top of that, it was hard in a society that sort of like expected that of me or made me feel, we had this conversation recently about the Disney trip. And I'm like, it's so funny how people will come down on me about booking this trip. But if you were like, I want to, I want to take my family away. I want to take them to somewhere that they love. You would be adored and praised for doing like such an amazing thing. And when I did it, it was like, isn't that kind of like selfish to take your family? Like I got like some snide little comments or like, you know, just these different sides of things. Or when I was, again, back to that meal thing, me cooking three meals, it was like, you're only going to do three. There's a a certain level of expectation that it gets hit on women more, which is why I ended up doing that series last year. Like things I've never heard said to my husband, like, how do you deal with dad guilt? Or how do you do things that you actually do experience, but nobody asks you those questions. So in the measurements that we have against each other, definitely there's been measuring going on. I think we've had during stressful times, but on top of that, the societal expectations, which kind of is the kick in the badge. I don't feel like I've ever strongly disliked you. No, I don't think I've ever strongly disliked you. Uh, just things that you've done. Mm. And not even necessarily that were your fault. Sometimes you're just angry and you need to be angry at someone. Yeah, that's fair. All right. This next question comes from a lot of curiosity. Oh my gosh. What is with you in the sneezing tonight? I I His face is completely scrunched up. 
I just feel like I'm going to sneeze. Okay. So I think a lot of this comes from the fact that you are not an active social media user. So there's a lot of curiosity and repeated questions here around this topic. So the questions are along a certain stream. One, do you feel like you have enough time with me? Two, do you find that the job is too intrusive? And three, are you ever upset with what I post? Okay. Let's start with the first one. What was the first one? Do you think that you get enough time with me? Yes. Do you find that I, I, in terms of like sharing on social media, do you think that it's like I'm too much on it? Or do you feel like you don't get enough with me because I'm on it? I don't think now, like I, I would always take more time with you. Yeah. Right? For sure. But even if you But did, I mean, here's the thing. Okay. I feel like you work a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? But I mean, I work a lot too. Mm. So it's it's like, yeah, it would be great if we had a hard cutoff time, you know, after five o'clock, yeah. before nine o'clock. But that's just not the case. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's it's like any job. Yeah. Right? You just, you know. And people maybe Your don't- job is your life. Yeah. And people maybe don't always take account for when you're watching an Instagram story, it's 15 seconds to a minute. And let's say there's 20 of those a day. The max, that's 20 minutes over a span of somebody's life. So for us, almost every Sunday is like a hard reset day. We almost always are like sitting and binge watching a show. We have a lot of every night we go to bed together. We have a lot of time there. And yeah, like, I don't know. I think we actually do spend a lot of time together. If, if, if there's anyone I feel like I don't get enough time with, it's Lemmy. Because she sleeps so much. She sleeps a lot. Yeah, because you get off at 5 o'clock and she goes to bed at 6.30. Yeah. So yeah, that's tough. Okay, do you find that the job is too intrusive? I wouldn't say the job is. I, I would say sometimes people are. Yeah, fair. And and it's not like, and, and generally it's not like people, it's not like people who say hi to you and stuff. No, no, that's, no, that's, that's, really that's cool. lovely, yeah. But it's it's more like if someone like shows up at her house in like and leaves like a weird note or something, yep. that's weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. That's I, a little intrusive. I kind of like, I kind of like take those things and I put them in a folder that I don't think about. Yeah. I just decide but like, uh, but like, that people are kind and they just think it's sweet well, and that's yeah, fine. For the, and for the most part, it is nice, yeah, right? Yeah, but like, it comes from a good place. But it's it's also kind of like, oh, someone that I don't know knows where I live. Mm. And and we didn't tell, nobody told them. Do you know so what I think about know? at the end of the day is people will... If they want to, they'll figure out where you are. So I just decided that like people genuinely at the end of the day, I think are, well, I, I want to believe in the good of people and we also have security, but that's not like so we have security systems. Regardless, I still believe in the good of people. So I don't have this. And maybe I grew up always thinking I was going to get kidnapped. So I've had this like fear my whole life that that's, suddenly. That's pretty trippy. Yeah. But now I. I used to actually like talk out loud to my kidnapper. I was so convinced they were there. But now as an adult, I I lived in a fear of something that wasn't there that I think I just live on the opposite side now. I, I wouldn't say it's something I even think about. It's mm. more just like it was a question. Yeah. And the answer is like a little bit sometimes, I guess. But like Fair. it's not it's not something I'm concerned about. Mm. Are you ever upset with what I post? Especially given the, fa- the fact that people are often very concerned about the fact that I share my body sometimes. That doesn't bother me. I'm trying to think. There was probably at some point something you posted. And I'm like, hey, like I looked really stupid in that picture oh. or something. <laughs> it's never, but it's never about what you post about yourself. Yeah. If it's, 
sometimes if it's about me and I'm like, oh man, why was I making that face? Or like, <laughs> oh, you can see my belly. Yeah. You know? Oh, that leads into another question that somebody has. Okay. Do you as a guy ever have body image issues? For sure. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. Like no matter what. Otherwise people, if people didn't have body image issues, they would never try to look good. Yeah. Ooh, that's fascinating. And I think, it, it. yeah, there's a lot of layers to that. This is a funny question, but do we ever appear in each other's dreams? Obviously, yes. And you're yeah. like, sometimes you're really nice and sometimes you're really mean. Yeah. Like that time you cheated on me that I brought up last night, even though it happened like three years ago. Okay. I didn't cheat on you. Your own subconscious cheated on you. So. That's upsetting. Yeah. Do you want to share the story about the time that you tried to cheat on me in your own dream? What? Do you remember this? No. You tried to cheat on me in your dream. Oh. No, that's happened more than once. Oh, wow. Because it was like a really good, like, it was like a sexy situation. Like, oh, man, like, this is a... Oh, you were going to cheat on your dream, but it was with me, against me, and you still... Yeah, anyways, I'll let you say it. Oh, I don't know which one you're talking about now. You had a dream... That you were married to me, but somebody was coming on to you, but it was also me coming on to you. Right, right, right. No, no, yeah. no, no. Like, it, like it wasn't you, but it was you. Mm. And the 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 you that I was married to wasn't you, but the the one I was trying to cheat on was the actual you. Yeah, but I couldn't do it. You couldn't. <laughs> A lot of people want to know how how often we have sex. I mean, when whenever we have a time alone i guess <laughs> <laughs> also let's got, be real it very kids. much follows my ovulation cycle right definitely <laughs> very strongly okay this is a controversial question who's the better cook that's not a controversial question is it i'm a better cook for sure you make certain things really really well that's true but i would say on average the average dish the average thing i would i yeah, I would say I'm a better cook. All right. I actually, I agree with that. I just think we're very different cooks. I'm very much what's in the cupboard and what delicious thing can we make from those things. And you're, let's find the recipe. Let's go get the 25 ingredients. Let's have an entire afternoon of prepping for this one meal. So it naturally is like, it's a process where I'm like, what's a delicious dinner we can make in half an hour? It's yep, very different approaches. That's, that's definitely fair. You're, very you, different approaches. You're, you're definitely better at making things out of what we have. Yeah. Do you play Magic the Gathering? I have. Mm. I don't play regularly. I play, I play with my nephew. All right. Fair enough. Okay. This next question is revolving around the fact that I quit drinking this year. Mm -hmm. Has that been weird? You have not quit drinking. Mm -mm. But how has it been for you that I don't drink anymore? I guess some would like to know how it feels with having one person who drinks and one that doesn't completely fine it's the same as when i was pregnant we just live yeah like it doesn't make it let's i mean we we already live together we're not judging each other about things yeah it's the only time it's weird i guess is if like if you're if you're out with someone it's i think it's more weird if you're out with someone who is sober and is in a situation where everybody else isn't and you don't really know that person because mm. you don't want to be a like a jackass around them. Yeah. Whereas with with you, you already know I'm a jackass. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
one of the things I like the most about you is how you're just like so kind to like you will go out of your way to make people feel comfortable and home to almost a fault. Like we will genuinely like this is not a fault thing, but like the person who made our table, you ended up becoming friends with and like trading beers with and we go and visit them now. Like we're friends with them now Mm -hmm. because that's how you that's how much you care about like even people who just like briefly come into our lives and you're like, oh, I really like this person. Let's hang out. Our contractor, you like, he would, he would come over to the house and like, you guys would have beers together and plan barbecues. Like you just naturally really love connecting with other people. Like, I think that that's a huge person or a huge part of like how you are. Have either of us ever had relationship anxiety? And coupled with that is another question where I recently mentioned that I tried to sabotage the relationship early on. What's relationship anxiety? I don't know. Maybe just like worried about what would happen or worry about each other. I feel like that's always like, has anybody not had that in a relationship? Yeah, for sure. I think in the beginning for me, a lot of it was the reality that I had, I only had pretty much one big relationship before I had like a high school boyfriend and stuff. And then I was married for so long and you during that time had many partners and I was very intimidated by your exes. I was very intimidated by you having memories with other people that that's what caused me to do a lot of sabotaging in the fact, in the sense of like any, any movie you'd watched, anything you had done. And I talked about it when we first went back to Disney because I had gone to Disney with my ex and I was like, I can't imagine if you had said to me, I don't want to do that because you did that with your ex-husband. And yet that was the conditions I was holding on you early in our relationship until we had like a big talk about it. And just like my fears around essentially not being enough. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I feel like there's, it's, that's really, that's a really hard question to ask because I mm-hmm. feel like in every relationship at some point, there's something that's, you know, yeah. gonna get you thinking or like second guessing about, or like, is yeah. this, is this, this where, you know, I should be or where I want to be. But like, that's every relationship. That's yeah. just like, that's a natural progression. Yeah. I think if you care enough to be, and this is how I feel about jealousy. It's not that I'm not jealous. It's not that I don't have relationship anxiety or fears for the future, or, you know, I'm not aware of the reality of possibilities of things. It's that those things indicate to me that I care. And for somebody who has deeply checked out of relationships before, it means a lot to be with somebody that like, I genuinely care that you're happy. I genuinely care that, I don't know, I, I, in a way it's, it's fascinating to be jealous. It's fascinating to, to feel that sometimes. And then to look at you and be like, but I, I trust you, even though I have these jealous feelings or, you know, I'm sort of feeling one way or another, I ultimately, I want to be the best for you. Yeah. I feel like, what was the question? <laughs> <sighs> Relationship anxiety. No, if you agree that jealousy and anxiety or feeling like wanting to be enough in a relationship, it can be an actual positive thing because ultimately we are wanting to be the best for each other. And that comes with the combination of also fear and jealousy as sort of like a spotlight to what we want. Yeah. Again, I think I think if you haven't gone through if you haven't gone through that, if you haven't like if you haven't thought through a relationship, mm. are you truly invested in it? Yeah. Like, do you deeply commit to anything without really thinking about it? You have to think about both sides of the coin, no matter yep. what the situation is. Yeah. So yeah, like you have to, 
you have to consider those things that, you know, push your buttons because those are actually part of like the evaluation process of whether or not the relationship is what you want or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important too. There have been times that I would say the relationship was not at where we wanted it to be and it became evident, but there was always the commitment to each other. And those things are just like basically showed us the direction we wanted to go in with that. Right. So I feel really good. I feel like we've definitely had relationship anxiety. And I think that that's also a really awesome thing about. I think it's a requirement for a, a solid relationship. Yeah. And I also think that I would be a little bit concerned if I wasn't at least a little worried or if I wasn't a little jealous of situations sometimes, that would make me feel like I didn't care. That would scare me more. Or that the the relationship hasn't matured enough for you to see those things yet. Because, you know, there's the honeymoon phase in every relationship where everything is peachy. Yeah. But that's not sustainable. All right. This is going to go into a little bit of a lighter question and then we're going to wrap things up because I'm excited for our trip. But they, so the final two questions are going to be Disney related. Okay. What is your favorite ride at Disney? A one, two, three, go. I thought we were going to say it at the same time. Okay. One, two, three. Guardians, Guardians of, of the, the Galaxy. hundred percent. I feel like I said that really loud. It was, it's the best ride. No, dude. Like, I don't even want to explain why, because I don't want to spoil so the unexpectedness of how good the ride is. I watched a YouTube because I was talking about it with my cousin Matt and I, he like brought up the YouTube video to like watch it. And I was like, this doesn't even, it's cool to see it on a YouTube video, but it doesn't compare to the feeling of it. It's truly a remarkable, remarkable ride. I know it takes like a million years to get onto it. Do it. It's the happiest I've ever felt. Yeah, no, like it's the first time you experience it. It's like when you watch the sixth sense and you're like, whoa, look, it's, that kid. Haley Joel Edmund. That's the one. Yep. He totally sees dead people. Yeah. That's a, that has to do with Guardians, right? Yeah. Okay. Because he sees dead people. I don't want to ruin that movie. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying anymore. Anybody who hasn't seen it, I'm not spoiling that. All right. The next and final question is, what is your favorite Disney snack? Hmm. I'm not, I don't have a major sweet tooth. Yeah, you don't. I'm going to say Disneyland. Those tacos. <sighs> yeah, those Bria what, tacos. Br- yeah. The Bria tacos at Bria, Disneyland are the, pretty amazing. The Bria tacos at Disneyland are crazy delicious. They are really delicious. I will say I am a sucker for the Dole Whip. The kids will say the Gaston's cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah. And the, the Gaston's, what, what, what's the... What's, what's the restaurant thingy called? I think it's just called Gaston's. Yeah, so Gaston's, they only make two things, and they're mm, both amazing. Mm, they are really, they make this, really amazing. This giant, like, mammoth cinnamon roll. Yeah. And this really, really good breakfast sandwich. Yeah. And both of them are so good. Yeah, that's what Bowdoin was saying, too. He's really excited for the ham and Swiss sandwich in the morning. Overall, I feel we did a lot of Disney in the last while, but there is something that has really connected us as a family, something that we've gotten to this, like, it it goes across all ages. People always ask me, what's the best age to go to Disney? And the answer is any age, because the kids are all, it's like this one place where we can all commonly go 
and have an amazing time, which I'll be honest, is a little bit hard to find activities between ages of four to 16, almost 17 or two, sorry, to. You know, what's really interesting is like so many people ask me like, oh, you're taking your one and a half year old to Disney. It's like, they're not even going to remember it. It's like, but why does that matter? Mm. Like, do you only do nice things for people if they're going to remember it? It's so true. Like, it's it's part of their, it's going to be part of Lemmy's development. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe she won't remember the exact occasion, but. Yeah. You know, it'll be these situations of joy that'll shape who she is. Yeah. And also, we're making memories. Yeah. And she loves it. Yeah. Like, are you only going to make a baby laugh or make a baby happy if they're going to remember it? Or are you going to do it? No matter what. No matter what. I also feel that we don't just leave the vacation when it ends. It has become part of like the kids pull up their phones and they're like, let me look at this. Remember when we did this? They they've like I watch them. They watch the highlights on my Instagram where they're like, oh, that was so fun. Or like, remember when we were on Small World and this happened? Like it's become so ingrained in our family and our memories now that we are constantly in a state of reminiscing about those moments. So it's, I think everyone's like, oh, it's a lot of money to spend on a week. It's a lot of money to spend on a day, even if you go for a day. Sure. However, it's also a very, like it, it it's a, it's a family thing for us. Yeah. And that can be, and that can be anything. It can be yeah. anything you do as a family. But for us, this is like a big one. We just really like sharing and talking about it and experiencing it. Yeah. And despite the fact that we've done it a lot lately, it's not something we're going to do a lot forever because yeah. it is. We're in a very short timeline here. Yeah, it is. It, it is expensive. Right? Yeah, it's expensive. But it's. And we're on a ticking clock of the kids are about to be. Well, that's the thing. Like yeah. we're, 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 we're going to run out of the, we're going to run out of like the age gap where everybody's going to want to go to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very, and I was open about that on my socials. I'm like, you're going to see us travel a lot in the next two years because I'm going to cry, but like, it's only a matter of time before the older kids are off doing their older, like their things. And we're just like sort of in this bubble of life right now where we get this shot to do as much as we can in the window that we can. And we'll make money back later. (laughs) Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> we have like home rentals that we want to do and they just keep getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> we're like, well, we're going to Disney. And you're like, so just so you know, we probably can't move the fireplace anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the reality of it. We're st- we're staying in this house for a while. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stay. I know my dream house came up down the street, but we can't even look at it. Are you excited for this year? Excited like in general? We do, There's so much I feel. I feel like we're so day to day and week to week that to think of an entire year feels massive. I feel like I, I feel like generally everybody's excited to get the past couple years behind them. Yeah. Cuz you know, it hasn't been great. Like COVID's been rough. Yeah. And we're trying to live normally as as much as we can. Yeah. But at the same time it's like the world is a little bit different. It is. And it's not it's everything isn't back to normal. No. As much as we we want want it to be here, you know. But yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm excited to get those times behind us, mm. and I'm hoping that you know this year things actually do start to get a little bit more normal. Yeah, but we'll see. As Shane was like perusing cruises to go on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just so y'all know, it's not me. <laughs> it's not just you. It's not just me. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, we're we. Yeah, there's a lot of that. We're just, I think we're just going to be in a state of alert after everything that's happened in the last couple of years. I mean, generally, I don't I don't know what a time that we've ever had that feeling before of like anything can change so, so quickly. So you sort of start to live a little bit different. I also will say that I felt less energy to do social stuff this past December than I have in previous years, potentially, because of the reality of uh, my body's regulated at a different system. I could go, 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 no problem every night of the week before. And now I'm like, I just don't want to. I actually, there is, there is part of me that as much as we felt caged in our home and caged in this reality of like bubbling up, we also created a safety spot and a, and a place to sort of recharge now that I am also very drawn to our home more than I ever have been before, which is kind of awesome. For so, sure. That's a win. Thanks for coming back on the pod, Shane. What yeah. kind of topics? You have to think of a really cool, we need another zombie apocalypse 2.0. We're going to do that soon. Not a zombie one though. We're going to do something else. Like vampires? That's what we're going to do. That's We have to do surviving vampires. But, mm, it's very easy. Heavy garlic diet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to bring Becky over for that. Becky and Scott will like, have to come back. Mm, hummus, guacamole. Oh, yeah. Man. Let's have a garlic based mm, evening. How about? And talk about vampires. How about a surviving vampire? How about a recipe based survival strategy for vampires? Love it. There we go. Lock it in. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to the show. We've had, we will have an exciting year ahead. Next week's episode is actually going to be with Becky and I recorded it during a time that I lost my voice. So that's going to be really fun, but she's bringing her polls to our show. So stay tuned for that and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories and don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.